0: Hello, and welcome to Stasis Pod, the Transformers Robots in Disguise podcast. I'm Rob.
1: I'm Jen, and I will apologize in advance for all of the playing kitten toy sounds that will be going on in the background throughout the rest of my life.
0: (laughs) And I'm David. And yes, today we are having a meltdown, a metal meltdown.
1: A, not just a regular meltdown. Not like a candle meltdown. It's a metal me- meltdown. Yes, but
0: unlike the episode of Transformers animated, it's not a total meltdown.
1: No. Hmm. Just the metal. Only the metal melts. Everything else is fine.
0: Uh, this uh, this first aired uh, March 5th, 2016. Uh, written by frequent robots and disguise writer Guy Tubes. Guy what, Guy Tubes? <laughs> It's T O U B E S. It might be tube. Tubes, but I'm just gonna say yeah. It's a uh, guy tubes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, guy, French tubes. Be. Yeah, guy tubes. Yeah,
0: guy tubes. Guy tube. Or just yeah, guy tubes.
2: Oh, French. French pronunciations like drop letters and make up new things, so it could be anything.
1: I'm all on board with it being guy tubes.
0: Uh, he previously wrote um, Lockout. Which is referenced in this episode and has a fairly okay. lengthy uh, animation resume. He did it to Mowgli, the New Adventures of the Jungle Book. Uh, Hi Hi Ooh. Puffy Amiyumi. Oh,
2: yeah, that okay.
0: Uh, whatever Slug Terra is. I feel I've heard of that.
1: I've heard of it. Ooh. It was on Netflix. I feel like some people were really into it, but not, like, enough for me to think it's a thing I should bother watching.
0: I assume they're slugs, they're on some sort of planet.
1: Yeah, that seems to be the extent of it. I'm sure there's some other stuff.
0: And we we open in a scrapyard that is not uh, the, the Clay family scrapyard.
1: It's a totally different scrapyard. Yes. It's more of a It's more, more landfill. of a dump. Yeah, yeah, it's really just kind of a dump. It has no pretenses.
0: And, uh, and our uh, uh, kickback, previously seen in uh, the previous episode of Lockout, who is an extremely buggy-looking Decepticon.
1: He's got such a cool design. Yes,
0: it would never work as a toy because he'd be incredibly fragile, but he's very cool-looking.
1: Yes. What?
2: Maybe. Oh, to be quite honest, you'd have to make him like Voyager size considering how it's spindly. Well, then those. Some parts of his I'm, butt kicked back or uh, grasshopper legs to turn into a dragster are.
0: Yeah, but then his legs would never hold up. Or would never hold him off yeah. the ground.
2: Or, or he'd be like a really simple, like, foot changer kind of thing. I mean, he's. Where he'd just kind uh, of he, look He's kind of like
0: a, it. you know, a weaselly, uh. you know. snitch kind of guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, voiced by Liam. Le- voiced by Liam O'Brien, who is also the voice of uh, Underbite.
2: Oh, he's one of the um critical role guys,
0: I think. Oh, yes, really? man, he is. Neat. Uh, Also has the most. I uh, I don't
1: have time to watch things. I haven't watched any of this critical role business. I I
2: watched some of their series too, but I got like a dozen episodes in, and they're like four hours long. (laughs) I mean, it's good, but like, admittedly, I do watch other streaming content that is like four hours long. But with critical role, you have to pay attention to the story, and, and it's. My attention span, as I'm getting older, I, my attention span is getting shorter. Now, he
0: also has the uh, the second most Irish name in the voice acting industry.
1: And what would the most Irish now, name be? That would be? be
0: Colleen O'Shaughnessy.
1: Yeah, that's extremely. Colleen that's, yeah. that's extremely Irish.
0: That is a voice that walks up behind you and hits you with a shillelagh. <laughs> <laughs> yes.
1: Then offers you some lucky charms. That's right.
0: Uh, So anyway, he is scavenging in this uh, in this junkyard, and then he uh, so one of our one of our old favorites comes across him. It's Steeljaw, and he's got a proposition for him. So so, yes, uh, he's
1: at NFTs.
2: He's arrived with a Ponzi scheme.
0: (laughs) So listen, kickback. It's it's like a JPEG, and it's of an ape, and then you own it, and you can sell it for thousands of dollars. Yeah, so so now you
2: can timestamp this episode as to what happened a few days ago with the voice actor of Steeljaw, which is one of the weirdest stuff. Like, it's such a weird fucking thing. Like, NFTs are kind of dumb to begin with. But NFTs of voices and owning the voices and being able to manipulate them. Admittedly, there are programs, though, that let you do that now. Anyway... But the the concept of this seems to be, oh, you get to buy the voice of a voice actor and use it. And, and, well, one, that's not how NFTs work.
1: You don't own the shit. The people talking about how NFTs will let you, like, have a cosmetic game asset and use it across games because they don't actually understand anything about how making games or game graphics work. I mean, admittedly, they...
2: That's a really like, great idea. But the implementation it is going to multiple games, and multiple game companies not going to fucking happen.
1: That's not how anything works. You would have to have, like, a separate asset for it in every game. And this is basically, like, paid-for cosmetics are already how things like in-game stores work per game. Yeah. And then they aren't going to, like... It's, it's ridiculous. You can't use a piece of World of Warcraft armor on your Minecraft character and have it actually look like it's supposed to. It's yeah. going to look like all the horrifying bug videos people like to post of textures ending up where they're not supposed yeah. to be.
2: Game companies are already not doing a thing where, like, oh, I own the PS4 version of a game with some DLC. Oh, I'm going to upgrade to the PS5 version. Maybe they may let you upgrade the base game, but the DLC, you gotta buy that shit again.
1: And the voice actor thing is one of those things that, like, I mean, A, it's not a great idea. Uh, mm. But B, you could do that without NFTs. There's no reason to get NFTs involved in your yep. AI based, basically deep faking voice yeah, actors
2: we already have Hatsune Miku in various Vocaloids and there are more advanced versions
0: that have probably come out since listen you can't just own a guy's voice and then like use it to make phone calls to people. I. they made a movie about that it was called Scream it's a bad idea
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh and, and while we're ragging on NFTs Jan did you
1: see the Dune thing Yes! Oh, oh my, my God! God. That is hilarious! It would be like if I bought that DVD set of Inhumanoids and then decided that this meant I am now allowed to like legally make a bunch of toys. Like I am now, I now have the rights to Inhumanoids. Oh, and it's just like oh, like it's- I posted those on YouTube, knowing that it was entirely possible that Hasbro would say no. Accepting yeah. it when Hasbro said no. And then when Hasbro said, okay, but you have to have some Nerf ads over top of it. I was like, good. Now people can watch in humanoids. Yeah, at least people could see it.
2: Oh, but, but oh, I love the Dune one because it's, it's so many levels of stupid. think they now have the rights to Dune. <laughs> like, I mean, like, like, yeah, the first one is like, no, Dune's a book that's been two different movies. And a movie about the making of the movie that this book is... My don't know The
1: state is kind of actively doing things with that license already. Thank there you. was a
2: very
0: popular movie that was in theaters like two months ago.
2: <laughs> yes. Two. Let, let's make a subsidiary property. It's like oh, a, a streaming thing or whatever. You do realize that this concept was taken by the original writer, or, uh, what's his name, Jodorowsky, and Mobius, and they made a comic called Incal, which is basically. Half of the ideas they put into this made into a comic book that is currently going to be made into a movie by Takawatiti. That's the plan, I think. That may have changed. Yes. But th- th- that's foggy. So it's like the thing they were thinking about doing has already been done. The movie has already been made. And the fact that, oh, we're going to sell this as individual NFTs after we scan it and then burn the original. One, this is like one of ten copies of that. Like the, the whole giant book script. Uh, the
1: book has already been scanned yes, and made it's already, available. It's, a, it's been on PDF for like a
2: decade. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so many levels of dump.
1: Anyway, that has been our local yes. news. <laughs> if, if anyone <laughs> ever thought that... Having money meant you were smart. I feel like (laughs) we have been constantly disproving that with everything to do with NFTs and crypto stuff. Oh, yeah. So, anyway, I assume that probably somebody approached Troy Baker and was like, Hey, do you want to be our spokesman for this nft based voice acting thing and he was like i don't know what any of that is so sure that you're gonna pay me yeah it's like
2: it is really weird And the longer it goes on the more and more i get surprised. like the early like actors and shit or celebrities are getting involved and it's like okay they don't know what the fuck
1: nft is but at this point it's like you should be able to google shit also, but as a please. as a preview for our Eternals Patreon, uh, every time Drueg we'll is on screen, I just expect him to start talking about cryptocurrency. <laughs> so he he's got that energy. I still haven't
2: watched that. Well, I'll, pr- well, I'll get to it before we finally get to the Patreon for the next it's, month. Uh... But I, I've just been well, like editing and, and busy and things and life and draw finally drawing. Art for our uh, Super Samurai Cyber Squad Dino Xenon episode again. Yes.
0: And we listen to you. If you um, it's not
1: finished, is Druid purposeful. is going to get you a only st- got the feed.
0: Oh uh, is going to get
1: I was gonna uh, say if you No, go on oh, well, with He's Druid. gonna, he's gonna get a celebrity
0: important. endorsement for his cryptocurrency and it's going to be Kingo currency. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> no no Kingo coin. Kingo Coin. I, I was gonna say that if uh, you are just looking at the feed and you want to see the episode art, that is on iaconunderground.net. Uh, yeah, the website did so. a weird
2: thing where it was like grayed out.
1: Yeah, why would WordPress even make I, that be a setting that you could fat finger because you're trying to use your laptop with one hand because your lap is actually being used by a small kitten?
2: I mean, it makes sense if like that's a hover over option where it like goes from the gray to, to normal. But it was like twenty five percent darker. And I don't know why.
1: It seemed to and think was I cropped. was. It seemed to think that I was going to put some text over it. It was. Oh yeah, It maybe. was a stupid but, mode that doesn't need to exist.
2: Oh, speaking of one, last, one last NFT thing because it like just happened today. Troy Baker. No, uh, Shonen Jump. Oh no. The, the the U.S. version, I think it is. I don't know if it was a Japanese version. Uh, like there was a, oh we're going to have a special announcement coming out something special you can get involved in in every response and so many quotes were this better not be fucking NFTs <laughs> to the point that they had to reply to it no this is not an NFT okay good cuz like everybody was like no this is the worst idea please don't be an NFT if this is an NFT I'm unsubscribing <laughs> Like oh the intern running that account is like oh fuck <laughs> please don't be an NFT I don't want to get fired come on guys don't do this to me anyway back to steel jaw yes. in the so- junkyard.
0: So he's all, you know, hey, hey you know, some kickbacks. So like, hey, last time I saw you, you used me as bait for uh, for the Autobots. And he's like, I'm, I feel just terrible about that. I was actually being manipulated by an ancient evil Decepticon who was talking to me through a collectible plate.
1: Yeah, just blame everything on uh, Cybertronian Judas. Don't take right. any blame for anything yourself, Steeljaw. He, it's such a good lie because it's
0: entirely the truth. Well, I don't know if he was actually being manipulated by Megatronus at that point.
2: No, yeah. not really, but it's a
1: really great excuse. It is a pretty well, good excuse. Well,
0: as Saul Goodman says, it's not a lie if you
1: believe it. <laughs> yeah. There you go.
0: So he's like, yeah, so, you know, why don't we make our own team now? And he's like, uh, no, I'm already on a team, so <gasps> No.
1: There's a new team, and they didn't invite Steeljaw
0: uh, for oh. obvious reasons.
2: <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. we'll get back to that. But oh, among the things, like Kickback is looking for something specific in the junkyard, yes. and finds whatever he's looking for. He also finds like a shredder, not from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, an actual cheese shredder, and a My Little Pony
1: <laughs> that I think he keeps. <laughs> that was on his list.
0: Of course, he might have found the shirt oh, in the garbage, because he, he ends up crushing that garbage truck in that uh, at the end of that first movie.
2: <laughs> he got better.
0: <laughs> Thanks, Elias Codius.
1: Mm, whoops.
0: Anyway, so yeah, so he just kicks uh, Steeljaw into the distance and runs off. But of course, Steeljaw is uh, very intrigued as to where he's going. Sexily.
1: Because everything he does is just unreasonably sexy.
2: Because Steeljaw has plans. He's
1: he's that kind of furry.
0: <laughs> so back at the other scrapyard, Russell has found a trophy case, and he is he is displaying his trophies from his various robot adventures.
1: Yeah, he is super into this. He's he's not a collector. Because his dad asks if he's collecting stuff now, and he says, no, these are trophies. It's not the same. It's not your nerd stuff, dad.
0: I I will not succumb to your madness.
1: It's very cool stuff.
2: Sure. Like, he has not gone into the, I'm going to collect a hundred of the same kind of mascot from a... Fast food restaurant yet? This is the gateway
1: drug. No, I've just got
0: a chunk of fracture and I've got a popcorn box that uh, Terra Shock stepped on that one time at the museum. Yes. So while all this is going on, so remember that our team is separated. So right now in the scrapyard, it is just B, Strongarm, and Grimlock. And so Strongarm, who normally works with. And so- fix it. Oh, and fix it. <laughs> and so, you know, Strong Arm and Side were normally like a duo with a uh, you know distinct love hate relationship.
1: Yes, they had at least figured out how okay. to work together.
0: Yes, but so uh, and so she's trying to build that same sort of rapport with uh, with Grimlock, and so she's designed a little obstacle course for them with a kiddie pool representing a whirlpool and uh, Denny's myriad of. Billy the Breakfast Beaver figures. Yes. Uh who representing are representing like civilians.
1: Bob's big boy size. Yes. Like these are what? not little figurines.
2: What you have seen different Bob's big boys than I have. I've seen Bob's big boys that are like fifteen feet tall. I
1: mean, there are those two. I was just thinking of the like. I've only seen the big one.
2: <laughs> Admittedly I've only seen it twice.
1: They're not that big, but they're not no. like Little, they're big.
0: They're like they're like Ewok sized.
1: They're
2: Russell yeah.
0: sized. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, apparent. Anyway, uh, Grimlock goes Zack Snyder on these civilians, and <laughs> they are quickly destroyed.
2: Yes, completely and
0: totally <laughs>
1: stomps right through that pool and just trashes all the civilians. There is no Grimlock in team. <laughs>
0: And of course, Denny is horrified. Yes, all right, when now- he comes
1: out because a, a collector group wanted his pic- wanted a picture of his collection for their website header, and all of them are destroyed.
2: Oh, and Grimlock says, "Autobot, please." Yes, <laughs> in response to something that Strongarm says. That is, that was cute.
1: He's not an Autobot. He's a
2: dinobot. Oh, okay, yeah, actually that does make more sense than the alternative.
0: <laughs> well his his voice actor is Carrie Payton. He can say that the other Autobots cannot.
1: Yes. Okay. Yes.
2: Oh,
0: no, I, I was thinking Bitch please.
2: Oh.
1: Yes. That's actually what I was also thinking. Okay. Mostly because it was directed as Strongarm. Yeah.
2: Oh. Yeah, that's okay. That's what I went to. <laughs>
1: But also, again, remember he was not originally an Autobot, so yes. he's allowed to use that as a derogatory term for someone who is being a cop. That's
2: a really good point because I didn't even think about that. That that works, yeah.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, there is there's Decepticon activity. It is in th- a, a thankfully abandoned quarry. An abandoned quarry. Giant robots are going to be fighting there soon.
1: Doctor Who is going to show up. Uh... <laughs> Bugman. So
0: there, are, uh, there bug is man. no need for human sh- disguise shenanigans this time.
1: Not this time. We'll get back to that
0: soon. Oh, we are going to get... Th- these shenanigans are off the chain. Yes.
1: What? It's been a while since we've had
2: them, admittedly. oh, no, well, I guess it was the end of last season, but...
0: I mean, I, l- I like the human disguise shenanigans.
2: I... Yes, but no. It, it gets <laughs> real dumb real
0: fast. <laughs> oh, it's going to get like real them. dumb.
1: I like them, but also they are super dumb. Uh,
0: and so we meet our Decepticon of the week. It is we don't find his name out yet, but it is Saberhorn.
1: He is definitely uh, striking.
0: Yes, yes. he's uh, he's a, he's uh, he's colored like a Decepticon from 1988.
2: Yes, yeah, purple and pink, purple uh, and fuchsia.
0: And there's there's some like teal in there
2: hmm he transforms into
0: a rhinoceros beetle a rhinoceros beetle he's also um like very sort of night themed
2: yes i guess well he his horn sort of turns into a pompadour yes i I was thinking dread pirate Roberts
0: well I guess that makes sense with what we later find out but he's also uh Tadashore. huh uh, okay surprisingly his first time showing up in a transformers cartoon mm-hmm
1: uh-huh.
0: Before this, he was in a
1: ton of he video games. He is very swashbuckly. Yes. He is buckling some swashes yeah, here. But he, not like... I guess he does turn out to be a pirate, so I guess he's a little piratical. Yeah, right? he's,
0: he's, sw- he's swashing and buckling.
1: Well, he he's definitely with- got some. Uh, got his rapier. Yes, a rapier. The way his wings make sort of a cape. Mm-hmm. Oh, he did get a toy. What?
0: Kind oh, of.
1: Technically. Oh, no. It's,
0: it's one of those crash combiners where you combine him to, like, make the torso of a guy. Yeah, he's shirt but,
2: pants. Well, he's the pants.
0: Yes. Hmm. Which is weird that he
2: would be the pants.
0: Uh, he's also, uh, he's uh, he shacks on uh, Star Trek Lower Decks.
2: Still haven't seen that.
0: Oh, it's good. Uh, he's the current voice of Yosemite Sam and uh, the Tasmanian Devil. Mm. Oh, uh, he he was the titular hit monkey on that uh, hit monkey cartoon.
1: Oh. oh, well, that is one of the several shows that I am currently in the middle of watching and just yeah. determine which one I'm going to watch on any given night, depending on where I am in the spectrum between, like, serious and funny and dark funny or dark serious or... <laughs> Basically, I'm 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 like switching between like the Owl House and Hit Monkey and what oh we do in 100%. the Shadows and The Witcher. <laughs> so,
0: oh, he
2: was in a lot of the Transformers video games.
0: Yes. Okay, Actually, that- speaking of what we do in the Shadows, he's, he's a little. This guy's a little Laszlo.
1: Yes. Yeah. He he has some Laszlo energy.
0: This is a guy who may or may not have topiary of his uh, lady friend's lady
1: parts. (laughs) (laughs) I could see that. I mean, he's got that rapier. He could, like, trim it up himself.
0: They they should absolutely get Matt Berry to voice a Transformer in one of the movies.
2: They should. Oh, that would be amazing.
0: I mean, I guess he's already doing a robot on that uh, Boba Fett show. He is. Wait, what?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Have you been watching it?
0: Yes. He's, he's
2: a, 88. He's a, the Major Domo robot. Yes. Yes. Oh.
1: Oh, he's doing
0: such a flat voice, I didn't even notice. Well, he's, you know, being a robot, but he's still also obviously Matt Berry. Yes. Mm. Anyway, so, uh, yes, he uh Saberhorn, he's at this core. He's collecting some, like, metal that I guess they forgot to pick up.
1: Mm. Yeah, that's right. He's think... picking up some
2: kind of whore. Thing.
1: I think that we what this series needs is some dark energy. John, no, but no, it's not dark energy. John, it's bright orange,
0: which is although, boring. Although there's something dark about this guy because they look him up. He is not in the database.
1: So I have a very important question here. Mm-hmm. If he's not in the database, how do they know he's a criminal? Are they just assuming he's a criminal because he's a Decepticon?
2: Yeah.
1: Are y'all being cops again?
2: (laughs) And he's just in a quarry away from people picking up some metal. Yeah, they should have started asking questions first, like... What are, you, you just like, what are you doing gathering
1: publicly available resources, like he's picking <laughs> up rocks off the ground. Like, uh, you're making some assumptions here, rocks B. Rocks that
2: humans apparently left behind.
0: Listen, he was profiled on the grounds that he is a giant purple beetle pirate. Yes. Yeah. It's I like guess spider
1: sea is kind of inherently... It's like, know,
0: when, it's like really when Spider-Man cool. sees a guy in an animal costume. He generally has to assume that, that guy either has just is in the process of, or is <laughs> about to rob a bank.
2: <sighs> this is fair. How many times has Spider-Man accidentally beaten up uh, mascots in Times Square? <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, and, and do not ask about that time he accidentally uh, invaded Anthrocon.
2: Oops. Has that happened in the comics? That
0: has to have happened. He didn't know. I don't think so.
2: <laughs> oh, that really... Wait, no, that... I could have... Oh, no, maybe it wasn't Spider-Man. Maybe it's like one of his villains went to a con or something. Mm. Seem to remember that being a thing.
0: Somebody else's book, probably.
2: Probably Deadpool. I don't know. Um was I going? And, I
0: anyway, he is, a, he is a master duelist and ends up dueling Bumblebee while Strongarm and Grimlock attempt to team up and do very badly.
1: Now... And and I feel like we're going a little bit into Rescue Bot's moral of the week uh, territory here. The problem is, Strong Arm is not trying to work as a team. Strongarm is trying to make Grimlock do what she says.
0: Yes.
2: Kind of, but she's trying to make Grimlock do what she would tell to, to Sideswipe. Like, expecting him to do the same shit. Expecting the Grimlock to just fill the same role... I'm trying to be more in charge, because no one can control Sidesway.
1: So, yeah, she's not taking Grimlock's own strengths and weaknesses into account. She's being Mm. inflexible, Yeah, which is, of course, her thing. So
0: So she ends up falling off a cliff. Uh, Grimlock has to save her. And then, you know, Saberhorn... You know, it has got uh, B at his mercy, because B is a competent fighter, but he is not a master duelist.
1: No. Mm. He's got his Decepticon Hunter in a sword configuration, but he's not, like, a swordsman.
0: No. I he doesn't expect- even
1: have, like, a great mustache, like uh, <laughs> the guy in Hawkeye.
0: <laughs> I almost expected... And his,
1: uh... amazing mustache.
0: And, of course, Saberhorn also has a sword in both hands, so it's a little okay. unfair.
2: Yes. Is he using this two swords in this fight? I know he uses it
0: later. I thought he was only using one at the beginning. I mean, he is only using one in this one. I, I, oh, right, he is, because I almost expect him to pull out a... And I am not left-handed.
2: Oh, <laughs> yeah. But he doesn't.
0: Okay, he use the ambidextrous robot thingy. Uh, but he gets away with his ore, and Fixit is able to find out that it's a uh, which they use to make starship hulls.
2: Well, it's a component used in smelting to combined with other Cybertronia things yes. like ship ship, but yeah.
1: Starship hey. holes. Why, whatever could they be using that for?
0: Yes. So they get back, and he has now been, uh, they've now tracked him. He's heading towards that same abandoned foundry. Or, the, I guess, or formerly abandoned foundry. That no uh, uh that steel gel used to use. I guess, you know, the economy's up and running again. So, <laughs> this place has been reactivated. And so there are night watchmen, which means it is time for more Russell and Denny disguise shenanigans.
1: Yay!
0: And, of course, Russell's excited because, hey, I can take some of this thermitanium as a souvenir.
1: <sighs> Don't do it. It's a bad idea.
0: And so, th- so they show up as guards. Uh, and say, hey, you know, shift change. You know, where we're we're taking shorter shifts now. He's like, and these guys are all. We've been here for twenty minutes. <laughs> and all, what they don't say is that. And also, one of you is obviously a child in a fake mustache. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yes. His jacket doesn't even fit.
2: It's oh, it. it the costumes are okay for giving the, the. He's always a child in some ridiculous costume with a mustache. But the twenty minutes part—I like, got—we oh, we're, uh, we're
1: really, <laughs> oh, guys, very short shifts.
0: Ed, you're the boss.
1: <laughs> I mean, if some guy shows up and tells you to go home, maybe you're gonna go home. Going home is nice. I like going home. Hmm.
0: And so, so these, yeah,
2: but then, then Danny and Russell are going to leave early. So There's going to be no security. Admittedly, after all the shit happens, there's no point in security, really. But
1: oh no, nope. Somebody might break into this mill, which is apparently what it's been repurposed yes. as now. Steal all the flour.
0: Ah, uh, I don't think it's that kind of mill.
1: Oh, what kind? I guess yeah.
0: Something like a, like
1: steal a- all the steel. It's the kind of mill that
2: only makes sparks, and it attracts shirtless guys with saxophones. Ah,
0: uh, okay. Hot stuff coming through. <laughs> Homer, why did you take me to a gay steel mill? <laughs> it's a great scene. We work hard, we play hard.
2: Ah, early Simpsons. Ah.
0: Anyway, so, uh, so yeah, we are... We are they get there, and just in time for uh, for Saberhorn to get there and turn it into the climax of Terminator 2.
1: Who's ready for some molten metal?
0: That's right. Well, th- this is the titular Metal Meltdown.
1: Yes. There is now metal. It will be melting down. It's always nice when the, uh, the title can be taken literally.
2: Yeah, but like the title Metal Meltdown, I was expecting... Like a Decepticon who can melt metal with eye lasers or something.
1: I thought maybe just a Decepticon who was super metal.
2: Or or the Prime
0: Universe
1: version of Meltdown. Just, Mm. you know, throwing horns. Had some sort of design element that made him have long flowing hair.
0: He's got a Minicon that turns into a guitar.
1: Yes.
2: We we were
1: denied Peter Stormare.
0: Sadly, yes.
1: (laughs) Alas... Well, we got them previously. We yeah. got them back and animated.
0: Yeah. So they. Uh so anyway, once again, Strongarm and Grimlock totally botched this. They end up dangling from a hook, whilst uh, Bumblebee is uh, is once again forced to duel Saberhorn, who's now using two swords.
1: Hanging from a hook, the usual end result of botching something.
0: Yes. And then, of course, he and you know he's uh, you know they're they're dueling, and Saberhorn's ah, oh, you are a fine opponent, but it's only a matter of time before before I find your weakness. And then immediately, Russell runs in trying to get a chunk of this molten metal as a souvenir, and Saberhorn is all, aha, yoink!
1: <laughs> oh,
2: hey, look, yeah, I, I, I a weakness. Russell's a child, but this episode, Russell's a very dumb child. Like, yes. he was watching on the security camera, them fighting, and he focuses on, oh, there's a little glob of this mineral Somebody. that I could wait and take after the Autobots are done. No, I'm going to get
1: it now. You know, he was hyper-focusing.
0: own. <laughs> well, yeah. So, yeah, now uh, now Sabrehorn's just holding him in his hand, which basically leaves Bumblebee helpless, so he has to get into this pit which uh, Saberhorn then begins filling with molten metal.
1: Like, maybe he should have figured out that that's where he was trying to put him.
0: And Saberhorn has seen a movie before, because yes. he's, he's all, no, no, I'm just going to wait here until you melt. I'm not going to, like, turn around and do something else and assume you've been killed. I am going to wait, and I'm going to watch.
2: What? Well, Space pirate transformers do tend to be a little bit brighter than normal ones,
0: <laughs> I think.
2: I mean, there's a, there's always the dumb lackey on the ship or something, but
0: no, this guy was um, the captain. Yeah. But thankfully, he, wait,
2: wait, is he uh, is he actually the first pirate transformer on an animated
0: thing? I believe he is. Hmm. Oh.
2: I was like, the Pirate Transformers came about way before, like, old fiction, and especially with, um, Cannonball, who was obvious Dread Pirate Roberts reference, and he's popped up in various continuities, but, yeah, this guy might be the actual first Pirate Transformer to be visualized
0: in well, an animated s- form, not just Yeah, comedy. an animated form, yes.
1: Yeah. Hmm. That may be. Neat.
0: Yeah. So, but thankfully, Strongarm and Grimlock have used their time hanging on this hook to come up with a plan. So they uh, they get themselves untied, they or al- at least unhooked. They land on Saberhorn. He drops He drops Russell, who scampers away. S- Saberhorn tries to slice them, but he ends up slicing their bonds. So Grimlock is fighting him, and then that like, gives Strongarm time to rescue Bumblebee and then Grimlock hasn't quite figured it out yet because he just yeets Saberhorn through a wall and then he promptly escapes.
2: <laughs> well, that might he have been tried. part of the plan, like spin him around and throw him towards us after I get Bumblebee out, but it's hard mm. to aim when you're spinning 360. He just goes out a wall.
0: Yeah. So meanwhile, Steeljaw, has uh, he's followed Kit back. He's, he's gone to a swamp. And he he's finds, trailing him. Yes, and he finds that he's, he's just swimming across. And I that guess in the if middle, I
1: wanted to try way too hard to find G1 references and everything, the Insecticons did originally have a, uh, a hideout that was a little space pod in a swamp.
0: That's oh. true. Oh. I was just thinking of uh, the uh, that big Darth Vader head that the uh, Legion of Doom used to live in.
1: Yeah, that, yes, that, that, that's that's my mind also
2: a good went. one. Although this doesn't rise up out of the swamp. It's just like half a spaceship sitting in
0: the swamp. You might say that it's like a Decepticon Island.
1: <gasps> dun, dun, dun. Kind Stay of?
0: tuned for the season finale.
2: Oh. <laughs> so we Will back. Fort Max get the shaft? Ooh. <laughs> there is no Fort Max in this series.
1: There should be. He should be in everything. There's
2: continuity, I don't think.
1: And he should just always be, like, clinically depressed. (laughs) Was the IDW one version clinically depressed? No, he was just extremely traumatized. He just had, like, severe PTSD. Hmm. And I don't think when Cerebro showed up as his own guy separately, I don't think he had wanting to die as a defining trait the way he does another. (laughs) That was just that
2: one episode.
1: I love him so
2: much. I mean in most of his G one appearance. In
1: the comic, that wasn't Cerebro, it was Fort Max, and it was also by extension Spike, but wanting to die was also definitely a defining characteristic of Marvel Fortress Maximus. And then he finally got his wish in G (laughs) two. Anyway,
0: All right, so we uh, so we cut back to the uh, to our scrapyard. Russell, he's you know he's going to keep take it easy with the trophy collecting, but now he's going to use that jacket that was slashed by Saberhorn as his latest trophy.
1: That's probably safer to keep around than like strange ores that you don't know the radiation content of. Yes, mm. just and, saying.
0: And meanwhile, Fix-It has used uh, Windblade's. Uh, computer systems, and possibly also the dark web hmm. to uh, to access another Cybertronian database, and so he identifies their captive, or their recent uh, foe as Saberhorn, who was the leader of a team of space pirates, and distressingly, he was on the Alchemor, but he's not <sighs> on the Prisoner World. Manifest.
1: Someone took him off the Prisoner Manifest, where he was hidden in the basement like Overlord. <laughs> I'm guessing he was probably just, like, someone hacked the prisoner manifest and not that he was, like, hidden in the basement like Overlord. He doesn't <laughs> seem that evil. No. He doesn't seem like, don't tell anyone he's aboard levels of evil. He just seems like someone who might know a hacker.
0: Yes. Alright, so we now cut to, uh, to this ship which is full of Decepticons.
1: So many Decepticons. It turns out one of whom... Who- <laughs> uh-huh. One of whom is Arachnid, except orange.
0: An orange and blue Arachnid. you got a couple of um, uh, Cyclone Mini. I like how these Cyclone Minicons are just kind of like rolling around the... Uh, rolling on the... through the halls. Yeah, they're
2: yes. just little gremlin balls.
0: Uh, we've, we've got a guy who's or one of those crunch, uh, big really. Insecticons from Prime.
2: Well, we only see yes. him from the back, and I guess it's an Insecticon. I'm pretty it's sure that's who like it is. I mean,
0: it's a big Claude guy. Yeah,
1: This does bring up some very interesting questions that we were just talking about regarding, like, digital assets being used cross-platform. So oh, I yeah. guess whatever they're animating this in must be compatible with Prime models.
0: I think it's like the same studio, even. They just went for a more
2: okay. cel-shaded look. Yeah, it's just a different, different shading style and rendering quality. Probably had to change the textures besides the things, but... Yeah, yeah just and uh, also moves. a couple of
0: Chompazoids.
1: Yes! Yeah. Who are guarding the door of whoever's running this place.
0: Yes.
2: The way they're colored, they kind of look like they have mustaches. <laughs> well, I guess it's supposed to be more like a dog muzzle, but it just looks like a mustache. Yeah.
0: And and so it turns out our uh, our our big bosses here are Scorponok.
1: <sighs> okay, I I I love Scorponok. Wait, not that I Forget if they. He was actually named in this. I don't think he was. I mean, I think he eventually is. Now
0: hmm. uh, this is uh, this is Victor Brandt, who's like a an actor who's been around forever. He was on a couple episodes of the original Star Trek.
1: Ooh! Hmm.
0: Wow! Uh, including long one long. of the space hippies.
1: <laughs>
0: Yay! Uh, he's whoever Master Paku is on Avatar. Pak Paku.
1: Okay.
2: That's, well, that name's not ringing a bell, but there were quite a few old guys on that
0: show. Uh, he's General Crozier from Metalocalypse.
2: <laughs> wow, I really need to rewatch that show. You know, there always so like those,
0: that, that like, sinister cabal of guys who were against Death Clock. Yeah. He was mm-hmm. like the main guy.
2: Oh, okay, yeah.
0: And then he was also uh, Professor Hamilton on uh, Superman the animated series.
2: All right. Okay, so he gets to play characters who I don't remember on shows I liked.
0: Well, you know, he—he, he, you know, Professor Hamilton. He was like the, like Superman's uh, science buddy, S- Star Labs guy. Yeah, the Star Labs guy. Uh, okay. Anyway, and his uh, his uh, co-ruler here is Glowstrike.
1: Yes, who has returned. Returned? Didn't we get a, a glimpse of her at the end we, of the first season?
0: I don't believe so.
1: Oh, well, maybe not. No. no maybe no, maybe no. I just looked up spoilers.
0: Oh, yeah, I don't. This is definitely her first appearance. <laughs> and uh, she's voiced by noted voice actor, but again, first time appearing on a Transformers show, uh, Gray Griffin. Ooh. Formerly Fubus Gray Bay. Delisle.
1: Lots. Oh,
2: right,
0: yeah.
1: Lots of things.
0: I believe she's the current Daphne oh, on okay. um, Scooby Doo. She was Azula, an airbender. That's the one I mainly remember. Right. Um, what else? She, yeah, she Asajj is. Massage Ventress. Uh, she's. Uh, let see what else she. I, mean, I love this. So in fact, Ventress. she's on uh, that, the Owl House that you just mentioned.
1: Oh, yeah, that's right. <gasps> is she. Duh! Now I gotta. Does this is, yes? Does this take me to IMDb?
0: She's in so much, so much. Yeah. And in fact, this isn't her first Transformers work because she's also the uh, the RC triplets in Revenge of the Fallen for their like mm-hmm. two lines.
1: Well, she's in the. That new The Kid He-Man show.
0: Right. I wasn't sure which of those it was, because I, I saw that she was in one of the He-Mans.
1: Oh, it looks like she's a bunch of uh, sort of side characters and additional voices in the uh,
0: Oh. Okay. Yeah, she is on absolutely everything, and I guess she is supposed to be like, she's uh, like a firefly.
2: Well, go by the
0: name. Even Presumably.
1: though
0: I... It's been a while, I... Do only male fireflies glow?
1: I don't think so, but maybe we get one of these things where someone's got some kind of like like Tigatron scanning, presumably a female tiger alt mode. And this is things true. Like that. Now we have to hit Wikipedia. And yeah, i got to look this up. Interesting fact about fireflies.
0: Oh, no, apparently it is uh, female fireflies who glow,
1: oh, okay. okay, interesting,
0: or yeah, females and males, so
1: okay, so all of them glow, yes, they didn't name the entire species after a characteristic that was only shared by half of it. No, though that would be a very human thing to do,
0: <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> Uh, anyway, so yeah, they are the, uh, they are the rulers of this Decepticon Island, and they're not so thrilled with uh, their minions because, you know, Kickback is a weenie, and then, uh, Saberhorn totally failed. So you know, what, you know, mm-hmm. how could we, you know, how are we gonna find some better minions? And then, hey, it's, uh, it's Steeljaw.
1: Hey, Walking I know the some shadows. minions. You need someone to be sexy around here.
0: Uh, and um, uh, that is where we end off.
1: Dun, dun, dun. This was,
0: uh, this was a fun episode. I like uh, I like the new villains that we're getting here.
1: Yeah, yep. we're getting a lot of... I mean, this this show has always had some very strong Decepticons, and I think we're... Getting a good cast settled for this season, uh, I think it's definitely a return to form after a somewhat draggy first uh, two-parter. Yes. Uh, so, so yeah, good. I like. I said, I, I love kickbacks design. Uh, new guys design is really good. Everybody's designs are good. Saberhorn, Saberhorn's design is really good. Everybody's very cool, and I like them.
0: Yes.
2: Yes, it makes me feel like this season should have the subtitle Insecticon Invasion.
1: Oh, so yes.
2: Mean, almost every character in this episode is a bug. except <laughs> <laughs> steel jaw.
0: All right, so I believe that now brings us to David's Tokusatsu Corner.
2: Oh, yes, it's, it's been a while since we've had holiday breaks and and, and uh, Dina Zenon. Uh This week on Gosei Sentai, Dairanger, everyone's here! Which it, it is the weird emperor who has a cracked egghead is having a, meet- a meeting with the three gorma henchmen while rolling three d six into a bowl. I don't know why the emperor is kind of a moron. It seems like, and he summons his four gorma four heavenly kings who are dressed as like monks, wandering monks, and he's like, okay, you 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 three idiots, take take my my four nice boys, and they're your minions now. Go have fun. And it turns out that the monks can like summon illusions of. I like, think what was it like? Um, the the comedy gorma trio. Um. Oh, the gin the guy that was fighting Red Ranger in a few episodes, and the the little kid who died, Akomaru, to torment the the White Ranger. It's, it's like. Why are you? Half the characters that they summon are dead, and the other half are just illusions. It's, it's just odd, but it, it's like, and they have flashbacks, so it's like it's almost like oh, it's a recap episode, but it's not. Anyway, the between them harassing the Rangers, there's also the the guy who's obsessed with turtles comes back. <laughs> turtles, and he finds Shredder.
1: No. He, Shredder's he's, obsessed with turtles. He's
2: an overweight nerd in coveralls. I think he's in coveralls. Ooh. But he's obsessed with turtles, and, and then he finds the yellow ranger helping out an old lady by running her noodle cart. She's not feeling very well. And then the turtle guy finds, like, a giant fist-sized diamond in a lake... No, no, in a fountain. Ooh. While trying to help out with the noodle cart, and, and apparently the... the Gormatrio, what? I think they were going after the the crystal thing, maybe. It, it's a very confusing episode, like all over the place, with some fun fights and things. It, it's just that there's a lot of moving parts that don't go anywhere, and it focuses a lot on the turtle guy. I was like, oh, he's going to be important. Is he going to be a seventh ranger? It's a long time before there's any show with a seventh ranger. So, no. <laughs> But uh, at the end of it, like, like um...
1: Seven oh, is too many rangers. Yeah. That's definitely, like, past the... Like, six needs to be a hard limit. Like cats. Generally... Except six is too many cats.
2: There's probably some good ones with seven that aren't popping to mind right now. There is one show that has 12. Oh. That is definitely too many. <laughs> it, it's a fine show. It's just, like, a lot of the characters... Some of the characters just get shortchanged. Like... One of the only two girls on the team barely has any episodes about her. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. Uh, Where was I? Oh, yeah, the the four monks, the, the rangers, fight these illusions, and it's like, oh, no, it's the monks doing it, and the monks take their hats off, and they all have a different number of horns on their heads. And then the Red Ranger shoots something that I didn't understand, and then, oh, they're out of the nightmare room that was filled with fog and rocks... And they're right back where the Yellow Ranger is fighting the other Gorma guys. It's like, oh, thanks for coming to back me up. Okay, whatever. And then the four monks merge together into, they fuse together into a super monkey-in, which is like just a monster of the week with four faces facing four different directions.
0: Oh, sure. Sure, it's like that uh, Barbra Streisand movie, the monkey has four faces.
2: Um, Okay. (laughs) No. Where the hell was? It? Oh yeah, the the monkey. He pulls out a bomb thing. He explodes instantly. He's like giant size, like he doesn't fuck around. But then he gets his ass kicked immediately. And and then we just cut back to the the turtle guy. Oh, and the turtle guy's name is cameo. Hmm. With with a with with in in English with a K. And uh, of course, Kame. It's Kame O. And Kame in Japanese is turtle. <laughs> oh. So his name is turtle-o
1: <laughs> like Kame House
2: Yes But it turns out like the monks like didn't die They just reconstruct themselves from a pile of clay So they're fine and just walk off in the distance And and Cameo is haunted by the diamond he found it's like there's like green lightning bouncing around mm. his little room
1: So it's haunted Oh man Haunted yeah. diamonds are the best kind of diamonds
2: so th- th- there's a lot going on in this episode, and and it feels like nothing's going on at the same time because it's a half of it's monk illusion shit, and they're just sort of on the white side and lots of turtle, but yeah, it's okay. All right, you know turtles. Yes, turtles. I like turtles. He has five pet turtles, each with different names, like Cindy and Tom, and <laughs> I like only two of them
1: have Japanese names. It, it's it's cute, but it's weird. It's less creative than Master Splinter was.
2: Yeah, Although it doesn't always bring up the Oh, animals in Old Sentai Oh, I'm worrying about the animals It's like, careful carrying those little turtles Those actual turtles are plastic models What are you doing? You're running Don't (laughs) drop them You're carrying five of them in your hands Anyway
0: Alright, so that uh, that does it for us for this week. But until next week, you can find us all over the internet. We're on Twitter, we're on Facebook, and we have a Patreon.
1: Yes, we are hosted on iaconunderground.net, where we have a Patreon set up to help with hosting and other expenses. That is Patreon.com/slash oh. Uh For January, our big plan was to watch uh, some some uh, Morpheus. Uh, But that did not happen because the movie got delayed because, you know, the movie got delayed because everyone is getting sick. Uh, So instead, we decided to have a very exciting trip uh, to whichever timeline it's called (laughs) for G Gundam.
0: Yes, I invited everybody uh, to visit me in Neo-Canada.
1: Oh crap! I forget what it's called. We all Um, all huddled in a
0: century timeline,
2: century in a log
1: cabin and wore toques and chop some wood to deal with our frustration and anger. There's
2: the Universal Century. There's the After Colony.
1: Universal Century is the Um, only one I care about.
2: (laughs) Well, After Colony is um, Gundam Wing. What
1: the fuck timeline
2: is the G Gundam one?
0: Future century, apparently.
2: Future century. Oh, that's so vague.
1: But they're all Uh, the the future. (laughs) Yeah. So, yes, for as little as a dollar a month, you can listen to our Patreon specials, uh, including this month's visit to Neo-Canada with G Gundam. Uh, Next month, as it's finally arrived on streaming, we will be watching (laughs) Eternals for some crazy reason. Uh, and we have watched a lot of exciting things in the past, and you can listen to all of them uh, again for as little as a dollar a month. Because our expenses aren't that expensive, uh, so it's nice to put out a little special thing for people think, to help out. I think we've done sixty of them, or something like that. Close to so it. We're getting, yeah, it's about sixty now. It's a whole lot of them. It's crazy amounts of content.
2: Yes, we're doing this for uh, we're almost up three hundred regular episodes. Good lord, yeah. Oh, uh, and I've started streaming on our Discord channel, Live Man, and still continuing toe a Spider-Man until such time as Marvel puts it out on a Blu-ray. <laughs> oh, oh, but we are getting... I think they're getting a Toei Spider-Man Legends Allegedly,
0: yes. It should have been like some store listing or something.
2: Yeah, which could be bullshit. I want a build a Leo part on Yes. <laughs> or a on a pardon Police set that I'm never gonna get.
0: <laughs> Alright. So until next week when we're when we all get suspended, I'm Rob. I'm Jen. School's
2: out for summer. I'm David. School's out forever.